Hello. Is this Maximus Morane? This is he. Who's calling, please? This is Rebephany Forrest. Rebephany Forrest? I don't know if you'll remember me. Of course I remember you. I could never have forgotten. Oh? Well, to be honest, Maximus, I haven't thought of you in years. But an incident yesterday triggered my memory. Yes? How nice. You see, any little thing triggers my memory of you. Oh, really? Interesting. I wonder if we could have lunch today. We could have lunch any day and every day. <laughs> Just today would be fine. Would you like to meet me at... Uh... McDonald's, Burger King. <laughs> no, you see, I have come up in the world. I have come very up. Yes, I know. We can have lunch anywhere. Nix, then. Let me see how much change I have in my pocket. <laughs> no, I am not hurting for cash these days. Again, I know. Okay, Nix. I shall wait for you there with plenty of breath. Not bated breath, but heavy, heavy breath. Lovely. See you at noon. Yes, and since they do not say goodbye before they hang up in the movies, I will not say goodbye. Instead, I will say till then. <sighs> what have I gotten myself into? And now, for another episode of The Rich and the Filthy, the serial melodrama about the filthy and the rich. We take you now to Nick's, the non-popular place to eat lunch. And by non-popular, I mean only the rich and powerful go there. Rebephany Forrest is meeting with the wealthy industrialist Maximus Morane. Why did our wealthy fashion matriarch propose this five-star meeting? Let's find out. I hope you don't mind if I come right to the point, Maximus. No, I don't mind at all. And my answer is yes, I will marry you. <laughs> no, I am joking. Why did you propose this marriage? I mean, this lunch. <laughs> Since you seem to remember me so well, perhaps you'll remember our little arrangement 30 years ago? 32 years, yes, I do remember it. It had to do with, ah, uh, now her name. I do not remember. No, wait, I do. Blanda. Blanda! Hogan. Yes, Blanda Hogan. I remember it like it was yesterday, plus 32 years. <laughs> I paid you to seduce Blanda Hogan away from Aaron Forrest. Ah, yes. Now it all comes back. Blanda Hogan. Quite the beauty, and quite the crazy, too. But, on the whole, the seduction was a pleasure. Yes. Once you got Blanda Hogan away from Aaron, I forgot about her. But now she's back in my life. Aha! Uh -huh. But you know, I am no mere gigolo these days. I have come up in the world very, very up. All I want from you, Maximus, is a little information. Ah, uh, you want the poop. How far did your seduction of Blanda Hogan go? How far? Let me see. Ah, uh, yes, it comes back. It went all the way in. Did you have a relationship? No. It was one night, and then poof. You made sure she was kept away from the cabin where Aaron was to meet her. Yes. You went to bed with her. Ah, yes. And then you never saw her again. No. Never saw her. Never thought about her. But I thought about you. Then you don't know if she ever became pregnant? She might have. She's had 32 years to become pregnant, 
And she was quite beautiful enough to attract many pregnancies. Uh, you don't know if she ever became pregnant by you. I never thought of that. I suppose she could have. We did the pregnancy-causing deed, you know. But you never bothered to find out. I never thought about it. If she had gotten pregnant, I think she would have said something, no? Perhaps. Perhaps not. So that's all you can tell me about Blanda Hogan? That is all. Now enough about this Hogan. Why don't we talk about you, Rebethany Forrest? May I call you Rebethany? No. <laughs> Even though I am a wealthy and powerful industrialist, you still see me as a poor gigolo. But I may be able to change your mind. I don't think so, Mr. Morane. I believe this will be our first and last lunch. In fact, he won't even be our first. I found out what you know, which isn't much. And now I think I'll leave. No, no, no! Do not leave. I remember more about that night. Yes, I remember much more. For those of you whose nerves have reached the breaking point due to the shocking events in this episode, we provide temporary relief in the form of a musical interlude. The Rich and the Filthy presents a song. Song. This is a song. I have a song. I sing it as O-N-G. Song. I wrote a song. Here is a song. I wrote it. been listening to a song and now back to the rich and the filthy rufus you're finally up <sighs> how long did you sleep dad after that ordeal in the forest mansion i felt like i could have slept a week you look like you're doing a lot better son i am i'm i'm lucid now not dreaming not hallucinating good and i still have the same question who's my mother Son, I really don't know, honestly. I wasn't given that information when I adopted you. Then you don't know if it's Blanda? Of course it's not Blanda. There's no reason on earth you should think it's Blanda. Except my recurring dream, the one that reminds me of Oedipus Rex, the one that haunts my waking brain whenever I feel attracted to her. Look, if that dream is trying to tell you anything, it's that Blanda is poison for you. She was my lover in college. If you're having dreams about Oedipus Rex, there's your explanation right there. Occam's razor, son. Going to bed with your father's ex-lover is enough of a reason to think Greek tragedy without adding the unnecessary assumption that she must be your actual mother. <clears throat> Just stay away from her. Frankly, if you want to believe she's your mother, go ahead. Whatever would keep you from getting involved with her. Yeah, that would turn me off, all right, I think. Hello, Milas, Rufus. Planta? Planta? What in the hell are you doing at my house? And why are you carrying a suitcase? I need a place to stay. I've been kicked out of the forest mansion. Where were you before? An apartment. But I terminated the lease. Well, you can't stay here. It's a small house. And my nephew Shorn is already staying here. I heard Shorn moved back home while you were wandering around the forest mansion. Let her stay, Dad. 
I'd, I'd like to get to know her better. No, you would not. I'm never going to stop having this nightmare until I find out for sure whether or not she's my mother. Blanda, just tell him that there's no way you're his mother. There is no way I'm your mother. See? As you can see, I could not possibly be old enough to have an adult child. Oh, for God's sake, Blanda, you're my age. Your age? We went to college together. You're around the same age as me, Aaron, and Rebephany. Oh, please. That hag. Son, do you really want this lunatic to be your mother? It's not a matter of what I want, Dad. I have to know the truth. I don't need to know any more about that night. All I want to know is whether or not Blanda has had a child. Why do you want to know this so bad? That's my business, Mr. Moran, eh? Well then, maybe what I know is my business. <laughs> Two can play at that game, huh? I don't think you know anything else. I know many things. You would be surprised. Would you in fact be surprised that Blanda did make it to that cabin that night? What do you mean? She couldn't have been there. Ah, uh, yes, but she could have. She was. We both were. Aaron and I were in that cabin. I was waiting for him. He expected Blanda, and he found me. It was quite a big cabin. Are you seriously telling me that you and Blanda were in that cabin that night? The same night Aaron and I were there? I am not telling you anything on an empty stomach, Rebephany. Let's have a nice leisurely lunch and I will tell you all I know. Here's the waiter. Why don't you order? <laughs> See, we're going to have lunch together after all. A peculiar twist to our twisted little tale, wouldn't you say, dear listeners? Find out more in the next peculiarly insipid episode of The Rich and the Filthy. The Rich and the Filthy is a weekly podcast produced in Indianapolis, Indiana at Playground Productions, owned by musician, tutor, and audio production artist Adam Riviere. The Rich and the Filthy is written by Stephen Sperling. Many episodes include special material by the Rich and the Filthy cast. The Rich and the Filthy stars in alphabetical order. Jerry Beasley, Susie Q. Davis, Jonathan D. Krause, Kirsten Leister, Marley Rebecca, Scott Sawyer, Josh Sperling, Stephen Sperling, and Camilla Upchurch. The Rich and the Filthy theme and other music was written, produced, and recorded by Josh Sperling. The Rich and the Filthy is available on iTunes and Stitcher. The Rich and the Filthy is a Spoonatix production. Is it safe to leave the studio? Jerry, find out whether or not that hell beast is outside the door. <laughs> Still there. Oh, that looked like a different hell beast. A uh, hell eagle, maybe? I'm more afraid of that giant reptile thing than I am of a giant bird. I'm leaving. <laughs> Actually, I'm afraid of that, too. Did that giant eagle have fangs? 
with blood dripping from them? Uh, let's not think about it right now. Uh, let's huddle together in a corner and cry softly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>